Hey guys, welcome back to Gwen's Daughter, the podcast. I hope that you guys are doing well. Yo, it's August. Like, what? Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's already August. Wow, 2020 has really, like been a year man i feel like i say that a lot but i really mean that like 2020 is just a year for the books okay i'm gonna tell my children my grandchildren and everybody else who will listen that is coming in the generations after and the ones who are babies right now that 2020 was just one of them years okay but we are all here doing well i hope pushing through summer's almost over and i know it's just a bunch of chaos going on with everybody just trying to figure out what in the actual heck is going on with the fall and the winter you know because rona is still out here strong like these states are suffering people are getting sick getting sicker and unfortunately passing away and we still don't have a cure don't have a vaccine don't got nothing and it's just a struggle but like i said we're here we're thriving we're doing well we're pushing through we're doing the best that we can trying to get ready for the fall and the winter I hope that you guys are still social distancing and washing your nasty hands with soap and water, yes, and using hand sanitizer in between and wearing your mask. Please, 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 I beg you, and I'm going to beg you until the wheels fall off on this coronavirus. Please wash your hands and please wear your mask when you go out in public, okay? It's not that deep. Just put some on your face that covers your mouth and your nose, go about your business, get back in your car, and go home, okay? That's all I ask of you, all right? Please, we trying to, I'm trying to make it through, okay? It's stressful out here, all right? Coronavirus is taking over. Woo! But I digress. We don't need to hear any more about what Rona is out here doing for us because we've come to talk about being mentally well in self-care god's way it is the last episode of the self-care god's way series i have thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes of this series with my girl michelle and my girl danielle they really brought the word and i truly felt encouraged and inspired and just blessed by the words that they had to share definitely sent from God and I hope that you definitely enjoyed it as well so we're gonna continue today but you know of course before we get started with that I got some things that I would like to share and you know we're still talking about social justice and I think it's even more important now to continue that conversation every single chance that I get Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Thank you. It's important that we continue this conversation because black people and people of color, but again, I say black people specifically are suffering mentally. We're trying to get it together. We're trying to hold it together. And we're just trying to make it through this year, this time, and get what we truly and honestly deserve and that is to be treated like human beings with equal rights okay with equality and humanely and stop killing us out here in these streets so that we can take care of ourselves and we can love ourselves and be happy and married the way god intended us to be period All right, so since we're continuing the conversation about self-care, I have five ways that you can mentally uplift, take care of yourself, and support 
yourself during this time and for any other time. So we're just going to jump right into it. The first way is having values. I don't think people realize how crucial and important it is to have morals and values and to have morals and values that really align with who you are and what you're trying to accomplish in your life. Having values helps you to know how to treat yourself and others. It's like the blueprint. It's the guideline of how you live your life, what you accept, what you don't accept, um, how you carry yourself, all of the things that make you you. It sets the standard. It sets the tone for yourself and for others. So having values is so important in being able to take care of yourself because you got to have some type of blueprint on how to go about your life. If your values are constantly changing or you just don't know what they are, then how could you possibly know how to treat yourself and more importantly, how to treat other people? The second thing that you can do to take care of yourself, give yourself some support, is self-love. Or you can call it self-appreciation, self-compassion, whatever the case may be. They kind of fall in the same line for this. Having self-love is so important. Like, if you don't love yourself, who gonna love you, boo? You gotta love you in your true unapologetic being in order for people to love you the way that you should be loved i mean it's just it sounds so simple but it can be so complicated because we make it that way loving you is being acceptable accepting (laughs) of who you are And when you love yourself, you're able to create a safe space for yourself, your feelings, you validate yourself, you understand yourself. There's no judgment of who you are because you know who you are and you love and you like who you are. Therefore, nobody can tell you who you are or who you aren't because, hello, you know who you are and you love that person and you're constantly working to continue to love the person that you are and like the person you are and when you love yourself you're able to love others best and you're able to show them how to love you so love yourself boo if you having trouble loving yourself and liking yourself and finding good in yourself i challenge you right now right now pause this right now well pause it after I finish what I have to say (laughs) but pause it and go into your mirror right now and just tell yourself that you love you look at yourself in the mirror and say I love you because love is all you need the third thing that you can do to show yourself self-love self-compassion and just some support in your mental is surrounding yourself with people who are actually helpful, who are supportive, who care about you. It's so important that you have people who actually care, who love you for who you are, who are not going to just let you walk around speaking negatively about yourself, who are not gonna let you make stupid decisions, who are gonna call you out when you're wrong, who are gonna uplift you when you're feeling down, who are going to be a shoulder to cry on when you're sad, who are going to give you good advice, good sound advice, that's important, who's gonna be in your corner cheering you on when you need some cheering, when you need some motivation, those are the people that you need in your life those are your friends those people are your family those are the people that you need in your corner in order for you to give yourself some support because we can't do this all on our own we need people in our corner we need people who are just there for us 
we're social beings. We can't be isolated but for so long because we're just not built that way. God didn't build us that way. He built us to be around people, to love others, to to give other people support. And so those are the type of people that you need in your life. Make sure you're surrounded by good people. And being surrounded by good people doesn't mean you have to be surrounded by a lot of people. Don't get that twisted. Just because people have a lot of people around them doesn't mean that those people are good people. Most of the time, they're not. They're after their own selfish gains. And they don't care anything about the people that they're around. They're just trying to get their own little come up. So if you're going to be around people, make sure the people around you are like ride or dies. Like they're going to be there for you no matter what. They're going to support you. They're going to tell you when you're wrong, and they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders. You need those people. Okay, and since we're talking about people, the fourth thing that you can do to give yourself some self-support, some self-care, some self-love, and goodness for your mental is having boundaries. Yeah, I said it. I said the B word. I said boundaries. We struggle with boundaries so heavily, myself included. We struggle with these boundaries, man. Boundaries is a a skill that we all have to learn and we all have to adapt to in different areas and different phases of our lives. And it's not an easy thing to do. A lot of times people don't like when we set boundaries. It's hard work. You set a boundary and people think that, you know, you're you switched up or you're attacking them for how they treat you. And it's not even that. It's just like, you know, I realized that I've let you talk to me this way and I've let you do this and that to me. And I don't like it. I didn't like it, but I was afraid to say something. Now I'm not afraid anymore, or I just didn't realize that you were doing that and it bothered me. Now I'm speaking up for myself, and I'm I'm drawing a line here. You can't do that anymore. And if you do that, here are your consequences. So sorry, get on the boat or get out. You know, those are boundaries, and that is okay. Boundaries help us and our relationships thrive, it sets the tone. We're going back to setting tones here. It sets the foundation. It lets people know where to go, how to navigate, how to adjust, how to maneuver in those relationships so that everybody's needs are being met and everybody can be happy and fulfilled within that relationship. So, When you think about relationships, I'm talking about friends, family, work, school, um, associates, business partners, uh, the people that come cut your lawn. I don't know. Any type of relationship that you have needs boundaries. It needs boundaries. So make sure you have boundaries in your relationships and in your life. And make sure those boundaries are appropriate for you your boundaries are not going to look the same for every relationship that you have and they're not going to look the same like everyone else's your boundaries are unique to you all right and the fifth thing that you need that you can do to give yourself some self-support some self-love all the good things to help your mental is to meditate it's just that simple I know some people have you know different views about meditation and I believe I've talked about meditation a little bit as one of my own self-care uh, activities that I engage in I love meditation and my meditation just simply has looks like intentional and mindful thinking when I say intentional and mindful thinking, I mean I'm sitting in a quiet space and I am really grounding myself in the present. I know I'm using a lot of therapeutic terms. My apologies. When I say grounding, I mean I'm 
placing my mind and my body in the present. So right now I'm sitting in a chair, I'm sitting in front of a table, and I'm fully aware that I'm doing so. So I'm grounded. I know where I am. I can feel my body in the chair. I can see that I'm sitting in front of the table and I'm speaking and I can feel all of these things happening. So when I meditate, I'm thinking about positive things. I mostly think about positive things when I meditate. I at least try to. Sometimes my mind wanders and I have to refocus. But when I meditate, I think about what it is that I want to be grateful for today or what it is that I was grateful for today or what is it that I like about me today? What did I do today that I thoroughly enjoyed? What am I trying to tackle? Is it affirmations, positive affirmations, etc., etc.? That's how I meditate. And there's many forms of meditation. Sometimes I do guided meditations when I'm having issues sleeping, blah, blah, blah. There's so many ways to meditate. I think it's a great thing to stay in tune with your mind and body because what your mind does, your body will do. What your body will do, your mind will do. It's that simple. So having that mind-body connection is so important and just to make sure that everything is in tune and flowing and is just great will give you the self-support that you need for you. It keeps your mind clear. It keeps you able to push forward and focus. So meditate. It's good for you. All right. Before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, I'm going to give you some more tips and resources on how you can educate yourself and just have some resources in your pack, your back pocket for black mental health. I know I have been stressing black mental health and all things black a lot lately, but I just feel like that's something I need to do because, like I said in the beginning, black people are going through something so big right now. Not that we haven't in the past, but it's hitting a little different, you know, in 2020. It's hitting a little different. The revolution is happening and we need all the resources and support that we can get. So, with that being said, I'm pulling from an Instagram account that I follow called Black Mental Wellness. Love them. They post very insightful things about black mental health, coping skills, dealing with racial trauma, etc., etc., etc. So, they posted this post a couple weeks ago. And it's entitled, Ways You Can Educate Yourself on Black Mental Health. And the first thing that they posted was Instagram accounts that you can follow. So I'm going to share them with you. Of course, you can follow Black Mental Wellness. You can also follow Therapy Therapy for Black Girls. Excuse me. I think I mentioned them in the very first episode of this series. Check out the episode part one with Michelle. Um, The second one is Black Mental Health Matters underscore. That's at Black Mental Health Matters underscore. And Black Girl in Nom. So that's Black Girl I-N-O-M. Those are a few Instagram accounts that you can follow as well as the other ones that I have mentioned in part one of the series with Michelle. The second thing that they posted was podcasts that you can listen to. I did mention some podcasts. Going to add a few more here. Um, There's Therapy for Black Girls. I love that podcast so much. It's so good. Um, Minding My Black Business. Never heard of that one. Talking Off the Couch. Never heard of that one either. And Affirm Podcast. I've heard about Affirm, haven't listened to it, but I haven't heard about Minding My Black Business or Talking Off the Couch. So I'm going to take a listen to those. 
And if I like what I hear, of course, I'll share more with you guys. But those are some podcasts that you can listen to um, if you're trying to educate yourself more on black mental health and wellness. And here are some organizations that you can support. Uh, The first one they have is called BEAM, B-E-A-M, Black Girl Smile, Black Mental Health Alliance, and Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. So if you're trying to educate yourself on all things Black mental health and wellness and or Uh, looking for resources and support these are some resources that you can look at on social media uh, on podcasting platforms and some organizations that you can go ahead search for and support okay so this episode's guest needs no introduction one because it's my girl Kika and she was on the very first episode of this season that came out on May 15 um hello if you didn't listen to that episode I'm gonna need you to do me a big favor right now pause this take yourself back to season two episode one with my girl Kika listen to that then come on back you know we're about at 20 minutes into the episode so you know where you stopped at and you could come back and listen to the episode from here um so for those of you who know my girl Kika who listened to episode one you know that she is the bomb.com and I love her dearly she's back with us to talk about God's self-care God's way I don't even remember what the series is called my goodness my brain she's back here to talk about doing self-care God's way and she has a word for us man I'm telling you guys if you haven't listened to this series you got to man because all my girls just brought it they brought it and I loved everything that they had to say and again I was so blessed so the next voice that you're gonna hear is from my beautiful sister Kika hello there it's Kika Um, You may remember me from episode one of this season, (laughs) if you didn't listen to it, Um, but (laughs) shameless look, but uh, I'm very grateful that Dara has asked me back on to Gwen's Daughter, the podcast, um, because I thoroughly enjoy uh, speaking to you guys, but I also uh, just really love the topics that uh, she comes up with. So um, as you know, this is a self-care series uh, done God's way. And before I jump into the five verses that I feel God has put in my heart to share with you all, um, I do have to be really candid and say that um, I feel like things have just been very challenging uh, during this quarantine. I'm sure many people can agree, but there are just so many things, uh, situations, experiences, etc. that I just did not anticipate dealing with. Um, whether it be because I would prefer to just escape them or ignore them or whatever the case may be, but God is doing something in everyone where he really needs us to address certain things, uh, that have built a wall, um, that have kept us, uh, distant, um, whatever the case may be, whatever your particular scenario may be. Um, but most recently I have been realizing that uh, I tend to hold things in, uh, a little tighter than I thought I do. I thought I was, you know, a super open person, which I am to an extent. Um, but as of late, I found that I have been, uh, just keeping things bottled up, even from those who, um, I am very close to and I trust with my life. Um, so I'm sharing this because I want to encourage you uh, to do something prior to uh, listening to the scriptures I'm going to share. And that is to open up to yourself uh, and open up to God. So I recently lost my aunt uh, who lives in Jamaica. Um, and her passing has brought on a wave of emotions 
um, and experiences and memories uh, that I wasn't anticipating dealing with <laughs> at all, um, let alone not now. <laughs> but um, God knows why and he knows what he's doing. So I say all that to be candid and vulnerable, but also because um, it has led me to open up to myself about different um, things that I have seen, heard, done, etc., um, so that I can then in turn uh, feel those things and process them and give them the time and space needed to work through them so that I can uh, feel more comfortable giving them to God. Now, I love cuddling up with Jesus and just talking to him and, and pouring out my soul. Um, but if if I'm constantly ignoring what I'm feeling, thinking, um, etc., I'm not going to sit down and tell him about it, you know? So I had to get myself into a space where I was like, okay, I've gone through this Lord and I may still be hurt by it or angry about it or whatever the case may be, but I give it to you. Um, so I really encourage you to just take a moment to open up to yourself, um, bring those things before God. And if, and when he gives you, um, people, trusted people that you can, you know, uh, pour out too, so that they will pray with you, uh, fast with you, etc. all those sorts of things. Uh, it just makes that a little easier because I know I had people in my circle who were willing to do those things, but because I wasn't trying to open up to myself and face those things, uh, it kind of hindered my growth. So I encourage you to do that before you, um, really dive into these five verses with me. So the first one, uh, is going to come from Romans 8, uh, verses 14 and 15. And we are reading from the Amplify translation. So again, that's Romans 8, 14 and 15, coming to you from the Amplify translation. Okay, here we go. It reads... For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. So what I want to encourage you to do with this verse is to be led by God, who is your father. Um, in recognizing who God is to you, um, the desire he has to take on that fatherly role in your life. In doing so, it brings so much security. Uh, it brings peace. It brings confidence in him. Uh, in, I can only speak of my own experience, but I have no doubt what God has done for me that he can do it for someone else and even greater. Um, so I just know in recognizing God as my heavenly father, um, without <laughs> comparison to my earthly father, um, because I know some of us may not have perfect relationships, um, with our earthly fathers and mine may not have been, um, the best, but it also wasn't the worst. I will say that. Um, but in, in looking at God separate from what my earthly father represents, it has allowed me to take on or to accept him for the beautiful characteristics that he holds as a father. Um, he's so nurturing. He's such a provider. He loves me so much, um, that I don't have to search for love elsewhere. Um, he's just so fulfilling as a father, um, that I, I can't, live without him. And I wouldn't want to, um, it's just beautiful, a beautiful father daughter relationship. Um, the one that I've always desired, um, in heavenly form, it, it's beautiful. So, um, just as the scripture, um, says we're adopted by him, uh, through spirit. Um, and we can joyfully cry out Abba father. So it just even depicts how joyful the relationship between you and God can be. Um, so long as you know, you recognize just who he is and in all of that, um, being led by him, you know, similar to an earthly father, you know, we depend on them for that guidance, 
for that wisdom, you know, and those are just two of the many, many, many things that God is willing to give unto us and to uh, do for us um, as we are his sons and daughters. The second scripture I'd like to share is going to come from Luke 7, uh, verses 37 to 43, and then 47 to 48. Uh, And this time I'll be reading from the NLT. So it reads, When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Verse 47. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little only shows little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. I'm also going to add verse 50. It says, and Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So I chose this because I find it in regards to self-care. It's very important to forgive yourself. Um, Sometimes we hold on to things we may have said, done, felt, etc. To the point where it weighs us down. uh, It builds up a wall. uh, It really keeps us distant Uh, from others or from God. And so in all of this, uh, no matter what others may be saying about you or what uh, you may be saying about yourself, just recognizing that Jesus was so ready and willing to defend um, this immoral woman and speak on how she's forgiven Um, to other people, but also telling her that her faith has saved her and that she can go in peace. So I just find that um, recognizing and accepting that Jesus has forgiven you, accepting that salvation um, allows you to live forth a peaceful life. Um, It allows you to rebuke those thoughts where you are um, condemning yourself for what you may have done. You know, so long as you um, bring forth that repentant heart to Christ, um, go forward in peace. As he said, she knows that she has been forgiven. She knows that her many sins have been canceled. Um, and I just love the fact that Jesus saw it fit to respond to Simon's thoughts. Um, you know, he didn't call him out and say, I heard what you were thinking or everybody, this is what this man was thinking. You know, he dealt with him privately. There's just so much grace and love filled up and down this whole story, um, for everyone. And so, um, in that being said, uh, just allowing Jesus to confront those who may be trying to confront you so that you can have your peace in your corner and forgive yourself and work through that. The third, uh, self-care scripture that I'd like to share, uh, is going to come from Titus chapter two and it's verses 11 to 14. Uh, This time we are in the message translation. (laughs) So it reads, I like, I like uh, a lot of translations, but this time it reads, uh, God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation's available for everyone. We're being shown how to turn our backs on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life. This new life is starting right now, and it's wetting our appetites for the glorious day when our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. So I love, 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 love this one because I just feel like it's such a beautiful summary 
of what we have and what everyone could have. Um, the, the piece of advice that I tried to tie to this, uh, scripture is to live in freedom. Um, so I just think it's important that once we've received Christ and, um, we recognize we've been forgiven, um, and we're accepting of that. And we, as we work on, uh, forgiving ourselves as well and, and forgiving others, um, just recognizing that God is so ready to give you so much. He's ready to forgive you for so much. He's excited to do those, to do those things for you. And I just feel there's such a tone of excitement in turning from things we may have used to do just so that we can now take on this God-filled and God-honoring life. Um, so in living in freedom, just having that sort of, uh, thought process or mindset rather, um, and, and even a spirit of hope for what's to come as, as the verse says, uh, it's wetting our appetites. It's, it's giving us just a taste of how amazing things will be, uh, when Jesus Christ appears. Um, I also really love the bottom, uh, piece of the scripture where it speaks about, um, us being a people that he can be proud of. God is proud of who we are when we strive to, um, live for him and honor him. Um, and I also love that we're encouraged to be energetic in our goodness. So doing things that we know, uh, please the Lord and doing it energetically. Um, just really having that, uh, enthusiasm to go forth and do things that please him. Uh, not being upset about it, not feeling like, oh, I got to do this, but, but being excited about living for God. It's such an exciting thing, especially when it's, it's speaking about, there's so much more to look forward to even after this life. Um, that just keeps me inspired and it, it makes me want to, um, live in and walk in my freedom. Um, because as the scripture said, uh, God has shown us how to turn from, you know, a godless life and how to turn towards, uh, living for him and that everything just starts right now. You know, it's an ongoing and conscious decision to, to choose good over anything else. Um, I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful, uh, depiction or even summary of just what choosing God looks like. It's an ongoing choice to live for God. It's an ongoing choice to do the work that pleases him. It's an ongoing choice to represent him. Um, and I think it's just a beautiful reminder of, okay, I belong to God. As we said in the, in the first scripture, okay, I've been forgiven. I'm working on forgiving myself. I'm working on forgiving others. And now in doing all of those things, now I'm making the choice to live in freedom, to please God, to walk, um, according to his will and leave the things that I thought were good for me in the past. My fourth self-care scripture is going to come from 2 Timothy 1, uh, verse 7. I think it's a very familiar uh, scripture. I'm going to read it in two translations. (laughs) I'm going to read it in the NLT, um, New Living Translation. I'm also going to read it in the Amplified Translation. So the first I'll read is the NLT. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I know uh, some translations also say, and a sound mind. Then I'm going to read the Amplify one. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. I don't know about y'all, but I would love a consistently calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And um, the reason I chose this one or the piece of advice I have to go along with this one is to align your mind, aligning our mind uh, to be in uh, conjunction with the mind of Christ, right? To be obedient to the mind of Christ, to mirror that. Um, A lot of times we are okay with the feeling of fear and we don't shake it off or denounce it the way we should simply because it's so common, uh, whether it be in ourselves and our households or simply in society, um, not recognizing that God did not give us that spirit of fear. 
Um, he gave us the spirit of power. We have power over those things that we're afraid of. He gave us the spirit of love and love casts out a multitude of sins. Love can conquer so many things. Um, and then going on to where it says that he's given us a sound mind. What a gift from God. Um, I think that in this time, it can be very easy to get caught up in our thoughts and in our worries, etc. But just uh, declaring over our lives what the word says, which is uh, the fact that we have uh, a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control and personal discipline. Um, just declaring those things over ourselves as it is in the word really changes the game because we start to develop even more confidence in knowing, you know what, that's right. I do have these things in me. Um, and in building ourselves up, our actions tend to follow, you know, but it's all about aligning your mind to what God has already promised you, instilled in you, deposited in you, etc. Um, and just recognizing that we were given the power to activate those things. So the next time we are faced with fear or doubt or worry or whatever the case may be, I really challenge you to just combat it with, oh, no, no. I know that in the word, God told me that I have a spirit of power and a spirit of love, a spirit of a sound mind, a spirit of discipline. I am not afraid of these things because I know that I can conquer them. You know, um, so really just uh, living boldly and aligning, as I said, uh, our mind with what God tells us we are, what God tells us we have um, so that we can really and truly uh, live out that goodness that we're energetically supposed to live out, as the other scripture said. And our fifth and final verse will come from Matthew 6, uh, verses 30 to 34. And I will be reading from the message translation. So it reads, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works, fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your human everyday concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. This has become one of my favorite, 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 favorite scriptures, <laughs> especially um, the past few months. Um, God simply reassuring you that you have his attention, that he takes pride in you, um, that he will do his best for you. Like that just gives me goosebumps because it's like, God, you really like love and care about little old me. Like, it's just so beautiful that my heavenly father wants to take such good care of me. Um, and that he thinks it's silly that I think he wouldn't do it. You know, it's just like, hello, do you not see that I take care of, you know, flowers? Like I take care of the appearance of such things. You think I would just neglect you? Like I just, I love when he sets my earthly thinking straight. When he's just like, hello, I need you to think higher than that because I am higher than that. When he uh, says and does things like that, it really humbles me and it, it enlarges my grateful heart. Um, but it also just amazes me of how generous God is. Um, I love the, the next part of the scripture where it's basically just telling us to relax, which is my um, little trinket of advice to go along with this scripture, which is to relax in awareness of who God is and who we are to him and to trust the journey. Um, I am just so humbled by him letting us know that things are taken care of, right? It doesn't mean to get lazy and not do what we need to do because we're called to um, do good things, you know, as the word says, 
But it just really uh, reminds me that things are taken care of. Uh, Even at the end of the scripture where he's speaking about God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. I've seen um, photos on the internet where they're just like, we worry about tomorrow as if it's promised. And it's true. How presumptuous of us to assume that we're making it there. You know, obviously we, we hope for that and we pray for that and we um, plan and live accordingly as though we will so that we are prepared for when we do get there. But things are not promised, you know. There's no guarantee that you are about to make it to tomorrow. So why even worry about things that can occur? Why worry about those possibilities, those negative possibilities, when God is reassuring you that he's already there and can take care of those things? So that being said, he'd rather see us uh, steep ourselves in God reality. That alone just lets you know that there are different types of reality. And if you didn't know, now you know. Um, Steeping ourselves in God initiative steeping ourselves in God provisions, right? And not worrying about missing out. We have been given in some form um, a gift to use this time to reset, to rejuvenate, to realign ourselves um, to the things that God needs us to do. And I love that he tells us to not worry about missing out. You can miss out on one of two things. You can miss out on what's going on in the world or you can miss out on what God is doing. And I refuse to miss out on what God is doing. I refuse. Um, But being at home, um, I know everybody's conditions are different, but being at home and I'm teaching from home and uh, things of that nature, it can get distracting, you know, and it can be challenging to really keep to that routine, but I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. And so all that being said, I will take whatever measures are necessary to make sure that my self-care is done God's way so that I can do God's work the right way. Um, All that being said, that is my last uh, self-care scripture for today. Um, We were also asked to give a scripture for hope, um, but I actually decided to go a little different route. Um, I wanted to suggest two Bible app plans. So if you're familiar with the Bible app, um, you go in there, it's lovely. And then at the bottom, uh, you see a tab for plans. So if you click on that, it gives you some form of a devotional for a couple days or a couple months or whatever the case may be. So I wanted to recommend two uh, Bible plans that have blessed me tremendously. Um, The first one is called The Mind Connection. Um, It's actually excerpts from Joyce Meyer's book. Um, I don't recall how many days that one is, but uh, really helps with aligning your mind, um, ridding your mind of things that are toxic, Uh, and replacing it with things that are uh, godly and fruitful. Um, And then the other one is called Victory Over Anxiety. That one I I read recently, um, and I've even discussed with other friends who have read it recently, and it is amazing. (laughs) Um, I've spoken to friends who have also read it. They uh, were blessed by it as well. Um, So those are my two uh, suggestions (laughs) for Bible plans um, regarding hope. Um, they both were amazing. Um, as was this whole experience, uh, recording this podcast. So I do pray that it blesses you, um, that you would adhere to, uh, the different ways that we can indulge in self-care God's way. Um, and that overall you take this time to really heal as you need to, um, to rest up so that you can fight the good fight. Uh, to laugh more uh, and really make sure that you're supporting yourself uh, the way you need to and also supporting others um, as much as you can. Okay. I love you all so much. Even if I don't know you simply because I love Jesus, I love you. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kiko. Woo, man, man, you had a word. Thank you so much 
for sharing that with us. I hope that you guys, the listeners, have been truly blessed by the word that Kika brought to us. And I hope that you take some things with you to apply to your lives so that you can take care of yourself. That is all that God wants us to do right now is just to take care of ourselves and that looks differently for everybody right now so i encourage you to spend your time in the word and in prayer right now during this season during this time and really ask god what it is that he wants you to do that he's called you to do what is your purpose during this season and how can you take care of yourself in the way that he wants you to take care of yourself please it's so crucial and so important and remember self-care isn't selfish it's so necessary and it's biblical so like i said i hope you guys enjoyed i truly did thank you so much kika i love you to the moon and back and as always you guys can Follow me, hit me up on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Gwen's Daughter, the podcast. Go ahead and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And then, of course, whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to me right now on, go ahead and hit that like, follow, or subscribe And if you're having trouble picking which podcasting platform to use, I mean, pick one that's easy to put on your phone. I mean, if you got an iPhone, Apple already has the podcasting, you know, platform. You won't even have to download anything. It's just, you know, you just go in there and search it. (laughs) If you have Spotify already, use it on Spotify. If you have an Android, so sorry you have an Android or samsung whatever y'all phones are called go into google play and download the app for the podcasting platform and download like my podcast so that you can get the notifications and all of the things about when the next episode is coming out if you're new to the podcast here's a friendly reminder and refresher and information my podcast episodes come out bi-weekly on fridays and they are out on google play spotify apple Podcasts, and soundcloud for you to listen to like to share to comment be blessed guys i'm doing my best to stay afloat and keep my head above water with god's grace thanks for listening bye